Hello, and welcome to episode 206 of From Paper to People, Ancestors Alive podcast with an energy blast. My name is Carolyn Neelachlan, and I am your hostess with the mostest. There is so much going on. So first, we'll go to the genie news. There is an urgent crowd rise campaign on to save Weeksville. Weeksville is a unique historic house museum located in Crown Heights, a neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York. Their work preserves the history of one of the largest free black communities in pre-Civil War America. For 50 years, they've used arts, culture, education, and historic preservation to teach, making history relevant and resonant for contemporary audiences. Now, they're in threat of closing if they don't maintain operating costs. They need $200,000 by June 30th, 2019, or they will close their doors to student programs and adult visitors. They will lose the ability to carry the history of a free black abolitionist community forward. Enough remarkable African-American history has been lost. Please give even $5 to the Weeksville Crowdrise campaign at bit.ly slash 2 capital P capital P small u capital O capital T capital H. Let me give you that URL one more time because I really want to make sure you get it. bit.ly slash 2 capital P capital P small u capital O capital T capital H. And the fight continues toward a win in New York State. Senate Bill S. 3419, also known as Assembly Bill A5494, or the Weprin Montgomery Bill, the clean bill to make original birth certificates with all identifying information available to adoptees and fosters, is gaining sponsors in both houses in New York State. Why is this important? New York State, one of the most populous in the nation, is also one of the most secretive with public records. Adoptees and fosters can never access their parents' full names, even for health purposes. Any adopted person who died 100 years ago, that identifying birth certificate is also permanently sealed. If you believe in an adoptee's right to information, to identify parents and family, to perform genealogical research, and to get health information, keep an eye on at NYAdopteeRights.com and at NYAdoptEquality on Twitter. If there are actions to take, you can learn of them there. If this bill becomes law, it doesn't just benefit New York alone. It sets precedent for Florida and other entrenched states in the U.S. and hammers yet another nail in the coffin of denying adoptees their full civil rights. Now, a few spring changes. I have reopened the Facebook group to anyone who'd like to join. Just go to facebook.com slash groups slash from paper to people, which is all one word. Feel free to invite friends in the Genie community to join us. And I've started a newsletter. It aggregates Genie and family history news from printed sources, YouTube, and Twitter. It's called the Ancestors Alive Daily, and you can subscribe for delivery to your email box at paper.li slash ancestors alive slash one five five seven five nine five three one. Let me give that to you one more time. That's a long one. Paper.li 
slash ancestors alive slash one five five seven five nine nine five three one. It will also publish to my FB page and to Twitter and even to LinkedIn so you can find it every day. One last thing, I'm running a special offer over on Patreon. Become a patron for $7.50 a month or more from now until June 30th at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And in August, you will receive a deck of playing cards designed by moi with a groovy vintage motif. And there are more designs coming all the time. There are at least eight right now. Uh, There's ad art from the 20th century. There's the 1790 census, World War II cartoons, and more. Everyone supporting at that level or higher will get a deck. Come be a vine at $7.50 a month and grab some swag. Now, This episode may be a little woo-woo for some, but finding ways to step back, hit refresh, and then return to the work with a different set of eyes after you've been challenged by a Jeffrey or found a challenge in the data is probably the most important skill you can have in genealogy. Breaking through brick walls or defending yourself from anger, frustration, and fatigue is key to success. I trust other podcasts to talk about specific documents and techniques for doing this in the world of genealogical resources themselves. So I'm here to talk to you today about self-care resources. Team Red on BYU TV's Relative Race said something a few episodes back. If you change the way you look at things, things change. That kind of optimism used to make me want to swing a long sword in a crowded bus station, but now I get it and I love it. I've seen so many Twitter and Facebook posts, genie memes, and even discussions in the podcast group that talk about the same problem. As genealogists and family historians, we're all addictive in our behavior and we're all perfectionists and probably we should be. But we frustrate easily at times, and we're dogged in our pursuit of the next document, the best piece of evidence, and this makes us all a bunch of crazies who forget how to succeed in the face of seeming failure. We forget how to proceed. We forget how to get out of our own heads. Some very wise people a long time ago taught me that there are two kinds of fear, fear of losing what you have and fear of not getting what you want. Every negative emotion, no matter what it looks like on the surface, can be shaved down to one fear or the other. To succeed and get over the hump of a brick wall or other frustration, instead of perseverating, break it down. Find the fear. Are you afraid that you'll lose a hard researched line because something doesn't bear out? That's fear of losing something you have. Are you afraid of hitting a dry spell and losing your rep in your family or community? That, too, is a fear of losing something you have. Or are you afraid that you'll never solve the issue before you? That's a fear of not getting something that you want. Are you afraid that a relative who's making demands on you to find a certain person is going to be disappointed and Thanksgiving is going to be a miserable meal? That's also fear of not getting what you want. And if you're afraid of a confrontation or of criticism from Jeffrey or his sister, Jeffrey Tina, that's probably a combination of both fears. 
Finding the fear is a great skill because it makes the next step clear. Action. Fighting through the emotion leads to the action, and action is the only solution to ending the frustration of a brick wall or other negative headspace. There are a lot of actions that we can take in response to Jeffrey, Jeffrey Tina, or a stall in the research. First, know that you cannot fail in a goal. You just can't. Everything you do is a learning experience, even if it results in ripping five generations or a month's work out of your tree and starting fresh. Here's my example. A few years ago, following a pre-colonial walker line from Kentucky to Massachusetts led me to think that I was a tutor, as in King Henry VIII. But oops, wrong walker line, wrong walker family in the 18th century British American colonies. I should have gone with the Virginia family that my gut was leading me to because Virginia and Kentucky were all part of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And that made sense, right? It didn't make sense to go up to Massachusetts. So I had to rip out hundreds of people and weeks of work. The upshot was one, I learned to follow my gut, which I did not do initially. Two, I am not a tutor. And three, I am descended of a crazy itinerant Scottish preacher from Wigton, a town where women accused of witchcraft were tied to poles driven into the beach at low tide so that the staked women could watch as the water came in to drown them. Who needs kings when you have charismatic preachers and unbelievably cruel misogynists? To feel some control over a session, though, you can build success into your work by starting on the right foot. Before you begin research, take a few minutes to start with some clean, slow, deep breathing. Then meditate for just a moment on the session's desired direction. Take a moment to think about a list of what you seek and how you might get there. Then, if you need to, physically list possible documents you will need to search in order to complete your task. This keeps you organized and focused, and breathing deliberately throughout will help you to organize and concentrate your energies on the task at hand. Now, we all know what's going to happen next. You're going to work for hours and forget to pee, or you're going to drink too much coffee and fry your brain. Or worst of all, you're going to hit a major snag, something impenetrable, dare I say a brick wall. Then you're going to freak out at two in the morning and ask the immortal question, what do I do? Crank back a moment. Even before clean breathing and being orderly before your session, don't let yourself be nutty in the first place. It's taken me a long time to learn this. I am not allowed, by order of me, to research after 8 p.m. I have to turn off my cell by 9 and put my laptop in another room. I am not allowed to drink a Coke or even half of one to help me stay awake after 3 p.m. I'm not allowed to come in from driving all frazzled and unfed and sit down immediately at the computer. I see this as extremely important and frankly, I never hear anyone discuss self-care in the genealogy community. I hear us all joke about long hours and bitter coffee, and I see us asking one another how to get through brick walls with research, but the piece that's missing 
is the obvious one. How can we get out of our heads long enough for our minds and spirits to rebound and reboot so that we can come upon our own solutions through inspiration? And these are some specific ways that I do that. The simplest thing you can do is to program an alarm. Walk away from your desk for 10 minutes every hour so that you're on for 50, off for 10. During those 10 minutes, leave your office, eat a snack, never work while hungry. Low blood sugar leads to impatience and fury, which never fed the bulldog. Do whatever you like in those 10 minutes, but do not think about work. Step outside, run up and down the stairs, water your plants, speak to a child, do something completely different from your work. Learn how to compartmentalize your work from the rest of your life so that you can start to back burner the work while you engage in a different part of your brain. Don't worry, while it's simmering back there, new ways of looking at the problem will arise. Maybe not today, but they will. If that doesn't work, you always have another option. Move to a different part of the tree and work a completely unrelated line preferably with different tasks attached. This is when shrubbing can save you. There's always more work to do, so you can always shift focus and go someplace else. I like to switch to the mindless task of adding photo hints to my tree. I change the music in the room, I change physical position, I grab some herbal iced tea, and I just start adding. It's fun, and I get to see all sorts of photos I've never seen before. Or I move to a different platform. I think another way. I go to Twitter and I start a conversation or I jump into one that's already happening. As I said in my Twitter episode, you can make friends, ask and answer questions and learn a lot. But I don't ask about the brick wall or the snag that I've hit. I think about other things by reading other people's posts and articles. Another way to go is to hit Instagram. I look at the genie accounts there. The photos are fantastic, as are the conversations. I just enjoy and get out of my head. If you're fed up because you can't find a record, it could be that it hasn't been indexed yet. There's only one solution to that. Put some good energy into the universe and index. Index some records on family search. Index New York records at newyorkfamilyhistory.org slash volunteer. Or choose from dozens of projects at zooniverse.org. There are plenty of other places that have indexing as well. These are just three that I know of. During the day in particular, I do something creative or physical to break the brain lock, I think with my eyes, ears, and body away from the computer. This could mean taking a short walk while breathing deeply, cooking or baking, going somewhere to shoot some photos, or listening to music and dancing around. It doesn't need to be for long, just five to 10 minutes. When I dance, I make sure the music is completely unlike what I use in the background for work. Work music is Soma FM Drone Zone on very low volume. Dance music is 80s New Wave, loud, and I usually sing along. I change the energy in my body, my mind, and my spirit completely. A different rhythm and volume combination is the most important thing, whatever it is that you listen to or don't listen to. And when I've been working in silence, I switch to drone zone or vice versa if I'm staying at the computer. Now, this is a really, really good point. According to the National Institutes of Health, cats reduce the risk of heart disease and stroke. 
cat purring occurs within the range of 20 to 140 hertz, which is a frequency that has been proven to heal joints and bones in humans. Having a cat near you, let alone petting one, can release chemicals in your brain that calm you. So cats are like awesome furry drugs that heal your whole body. And I am in luck because I have two cats. If you don't have one, visit one in the neighborhood for a good few minutes. It'll get you outside and thinking about something else and then healing from good kitty vibes. Dogs are excellent too. I don't have them, but my neighbors walk them all the time. Harvard Medical School has found that dogs may improve human heart health. Blood pressure goes down when humans pet a dog. Dogs also calm humans so that the human heart rate and blood pressure go up and come down faster when stressed. But also, dogs are fuzzy, silly, and awesome. They will fetch things for you and dance around when pleased. And here, too, if you don't have one, visit one nearby, as I do. If you have access to neither of these wonderful creatures, that's okay. Any pet will do. Sing to a bunny. Hum to a lizard. I myself am partial to dancing with hamsters and chatting with bumblebees in a Manchester accent. Having a visit with another non-human creature always puts a smile on my face and puts me in a different world for a few minutes, which is exactly what I need to jump the turnstile and travel somewhere else. Another fantastic approach to being frustrated is slowing down, and practicing interbeing or Tip Hin Buddhism. That's spelled T-I-E-P-H-I-E-N. It's Vietnamese. Don't worry, it won't mess with your religion or non-religion. It's a practice of mindfulness in every action in life. My best mindfulness practices are 10 minutes of dishes and making herbal tea with intention. I learned interbeing from books by a Vietnamese monk named Thich Nhat Hanh. I'm going to spell this for you because really his books are awesome and you probably ought to pick some up. It's spelled T-H-I-C-H-N-H-A-T-H-A-N-H. Right before starting to study for the bar exam, I went to the Maple Forest Monastery in Vermont, which is one of his monasteries, to learn how to practice what I'd read for some years. It was really hard, but it was worth it. Basically, mindfulness practice means doing a thing slowly while breathing deeply and saying to yourself what you are doing as you are doing it. For instance, in 10 minutes of dishes, I say to myself, I am walking toward the sink as I walk toward the sink. And then I am standing before the sink once I've stopped. And then I am reaching for the hot water handle as I do that and so forth. It makes me mindful of the present moment. And there's no room in my head for obsessing on a brick wall or somebody who irked me in a Facebook group or really anything else. By the time I'm done, I'm always calmer than when I started. Throughout, I breathe, smile, and relax, and it's amazing how much better and nicer the world is. Above all, remember, it is not possible to fail at a goal, period. Stop being hard on yourself. Unless a publisher is breathing down your neck and you have to submit by a hard deadline, there is no such word as failure, Simply be honest with your editor about your needs, if you're in that situation, and always be honest with yourself. Find the fear, 
find the action that unwinds it for you, and then act. I hope that this helps you to get into your body and out of your head when you hit a bump in the road. Be sure to join the group to give feedback. Stop by the swag shop at zazzle.com slash FPPP podcast for shot glasses, hats, t-shirts, tote bags, and more, and jump into that limited time offer to become a vine and get a free deck of vintage-designed playing cards for only $7.50 a month at patreon.com slash join slash ancestors alive. Until next time, do your research, be kind to yourself, don't be a Jeffrey, and expect surprises.